0: Hello, and I'm so glad you're joining us back here on Season 3 of Education on Fire as we continue our journey into learning about what children think about their schooling and how their education is affecting them. Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 3, Episode 35. Hello, and welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast with me, Mark Taylor. And today I'm joined by Katie and Jodie. Would you like to introduce yourselves?
1: Hi, I'm Katie, and I'm Mark's
2: daughter. Hi, I'm Jodie, and I'm Katie's friend, and I only live up the street.
0: So, Both Katie and Jodie go to the village primary school and um, Katie is just about to turn 10 and Jodie's just about to turn 11. So you get a good idea of their sort of age and and what they're talking about and how long they've been in their primary school. So um, yeah, we're going to work through our questions and see what ideas they have about their schooling. Are you both ready? Yes. Okay, so if you could design your own classroom, what would it look like?
2: So the teacher would be at the front and there'd be two tables a naughty and a concentration
1: and the concentration would be on the right and the naughty on the left
2: and then behind the concentration there would be um, a few tables which can have four or five children on it then next to that attached to it um, is another few tables which has which has five children on the tables and uh, next to the five children, there is another row of tables which have four. And um,
1: then there would be a gap in the middle of that. And then just above that, there would be a table for like people who need special needs. And then um, where the gap is, and um, there would then be another table for four. And then you would go um, and then there'll be um, a couple more tables which have five people on it that go down the side. And then there will be one for two people which is sticking out. And then at the end of um, that last table who can fit five on, there'll be a table that can also fit two again and like a diagonal one that can fit one. And then the teaching assistant would be at the back of the classroom to watch over everybody.
0: OK, so you've both described quite a traditional classroom, even though you've put different tables and different things in. Did you not think that maybe you'd like to have your classroom in a warehouse or you'd like to have it in a gymnastics hall or in a um, a sports field or somewhere? Why did you think it had to be necessarily like a normal classroom? And if you if you can literally go anywhere you want and what you want to do, would you do it slightly differently then?
1: We would um, normally do it in a gym-like um, area because we come from like a gym background. But
0: so, so having having a classroom, which is actually somewhere where you can just go off and do a bit of mass, and then just go and do some somersaults or a bit of a vault, would actually be quite good. So you could just get up and do that for a couple of minutes, and then come back and do another sum, or come back and do some more writing.
2: Yeah. And um, you could do, like, this active thing in the morning where you run around the gym and do some vault and jumping and I think things like that. Kind of, like, because um, at our school we do this thing called activate,
1: which wakes everybody up. So a bit like that, but more fun.
0: Okay, right. So, actually, given complete control it would be much more open it'd be less like a normal classroom and actually more like an open space where you can have lots of different activities going on at the same time yeah okay so carrying on from that then if you were able to create your own day and spend your time during your day in your own way what would you like to do then would you still have it split up into different subjects would you spend more time doing physical activity would you spend more time doing music what what how would you split it up what sort of thing would you So
1: so on monday we would do um math and then we would have break and then we would probably do like a bit of vault and beam and then we would go back to literacy then we would probably do like some maybe the activate running around the gym stuff and then science, lunch, and then we'll do like a bit of like chillaxing like art and music and then like um, time to like recollect your thoughts and then like home time at the end of the day.
0: Okay, and would you therefore... Do all of those subjects together or do you prefer to work in a way where you might have a project so for example you might as part of, you said about doing some science and doing some maths and doing some english or whatever it's going to be would you like to have all that as part of an ongoing project that you can fit your subjects into rather than just doing the subjects on their own
1: yeah we would like At the beginning of the week we would set um, the children a project and they'll be working on that project um, all week when we get to that certain um, lesson.
0: Okay, so you'd actually then be able to, if it was a project, I don't know, what sort of project do you think you might do? What sort of thing would you like to do?
1: Um, We would probably do, like, um, for literacy we could do a project... For so say we're learning about space in our topic, we would link that so we ha- so you can work together with people and find um, loads of facts about space, and then maybe we like write a fact file about space, and then at the end of the wi- week hand it in to the teacher and then mark it.
0: Okay, but you would have a project based on your particular subject rather than just a general project? Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay, so how do you also assess your progress? How do you know whether you're improving in something, how you're getting better at something, how how you want to progress from where you are now in a particular thing to the next thing? How do you assess those sorts of things? Or how would you also change it if, if you think there's another idea of how it would be good to assess it?
1: Um, so at the end of each lesson, we would go into our books and maybe like do a like, colour to show how confident we are. And then um, also at the end... We um, maybe the person, the people, could like write a little note of what they want to work on or um, what they want to do next time to improve.
0: Okay, so it's not just about how well you're doing over in, in attainment. It's also about how confident you are in it and also knowing what it is that you want to improve on as well. Yeah. Anything else to say? Happy with that one? Okay, right then. So, how often... And do you think about or discuss at school things like what you eat, exercise, breathing, sleeping, mindfulness, gratitude or volunteering, all those sorts of things which aren't specifically like your subject-led things like maths and English, things which are a bit more about your normal living life?
2: We haven't got a certain time but we would do it at least once a week.
0: Okay, and do you have a particular time or particular sort of subject that you do it in or does it come up in lots of different things throughout the week?
2: Lots of different things throughout the week.
0: Can you give me an example of when it might happen?
2: Science. Um, our project could be healthy eating and exercise. So it might come up in that, for instance.
0: Okay, so it's normally geared around something that you're actually doing as part of a project rather than just someone asking you, well, what have you had for breakfast or we're going to be doing exercise today to help this. I know you have healthy schools week, don't you? And that yeah. sort of yeah. thing. But that's only once a week. You don't don't have something on a regular basis each week where you tap into those sorts of things or talk about those things all of the time.
1: Well, we might, like, um, some days, maybe take out a lesson to talk about that stuff so then they miss out a lesson and then we know how um, the pupils feel about it all.
0: How often do you discuss and think about life as a whole? And by that, I mean about when babies are born, or you might have family, people are born, things like that. Um, And also about when people die. So you might have grandparents that die, or people in your family, or might even be someone at school that you know that's um, died. How how often does that sort of thing get taken into account during your school life?
2: Um, It would be not as often as um, people normally do as home because it's not our place to say what has happened but if they want to come and talk to us they can come and talk to us about it and if they want to share it with the class then we will share it with the class.
0: Okay, so it's not something that you talk about from the school talking to you about it. It's more about if it's something which is concerning you or something you want to talk about, you can then go to the school and talk about it.
1: Yeah, or if we see that they're feeling sad and we think that if they tell them we might be able to like make them feel better, then we then might ask them ourselves.
0: Okay, so you think it's something which you should talk about at home rather than at school? It's not something that school should necessarily... involved in
2: yeah unless it's year five or six because they can handle it more easier
0: okay and what's the tradition you've got at your school about when a baby is born
1: um we have a friday assembly and if a baby is born um somebody hands in a note and like tells them like how much the baby weighs and what it was called uh, and their date of birth and then one of the teachers takes the pupil that had um, a new baby come into their lives and they ring this massive bell that we have to celebrate that um, a new life is coming to our world.
0: So that's quite a nice thing to do isn't it? It's quite a nice uh, thing for everyone to, to experience I think. Yeah. How often this is number 6. How often do you discuss things like money and budgets and saving and anything to do with sort of financial planning like you do in the real world when you have to sort of organize yourself like that? How often do you do that within school or is that nothing? Is that something you don't have haven't done in school?
2: That's normally come in in maths when especially when we're doing money work.
0: OK, so it would be a specific thing within your maths rather than something on a daily basis or something which you talk about in terms of how it actually adapts to your own life.
1: Um, Yeah, maybe maths we might then come up with, oh, say, like, um, when you move out, you might need to think about your budget of buying a house. We might bring it into the real life but not actually talk about it, like, properly to the
2: um, pupils.
0: Okay, and do you think you should have that sort of thing being talked to you about at school? Would it be helpful?
2: Yes, it would be really helpful. Yeah, in our school it definitely
1: would.
0: And what are the things that you have not in school but you actually experience in your life that actually help you with planning and savings and money and that sort of thing? Is there anything that you do which actually you think is really good that you do that you can share with some of the people listening that they might think is a good idea as well?
1: We don't really do anything like that outside of school, um, very much. But in in life, like in our family homes, it um, the stuff that our family do it can help us with when we like when we move out of um, home and university, and that stuff might then come into um, perspective. When we need to do something, when when it's not like we don't lean on our parents to do it, and um, we have to do it ourselves.
0: And what sort of things do you do now like that that could help you?
1: Um, well, like chores, and um, because. Um, in most people's houses, um, you have a job and then they pay you at maybe at the end of the week to do them. And then that does mean that when you're working for somebody as a job, you do know how to do it.
0: Yeah, so an idea Because of...
1: you'll get the idea of jobs like you, um, when you do them at home.
0: Okay. And what about a credit card or, or a debit card or anything like that? Do you have any experience with that?
1: Yes.
2: I do. Yeah, my brother has one. Um, we get one when, we're t- when I'm 12 or when we go into secondary school. And we get a certain amount of money each month. Five of it goes for savings. And um, the rest of it goes towards stuff he wants. But they have... But we have... To um pay for birthday presents ourselves. So if we want to go to the cinema, we have to pay for it ourselves.
0: Okay, so you get you sort of have to budget for the things that you want to do and also how it fits in with your savings. So you, that whole sort of budget idea in savings is sort of part and parcel of that. And that's from age twelve, you said that you do it in your family?
1: Yeah. Um in my family um our parents have given us this um car called Go Henry and it's where you um get a small card and you get a pin put with it and you can get money out of the cash point and then it takes it out of your go henry or say you want to buy something from primark you can use your card to pay for it you don't actually have to pay for it in cash just have to put the pin in so it does give you um an idea of how you would do it with a normal credit card
0: Absolutely. So the Go Henry is, is like um almost like a savings and um, debit card account, which is um, prepaid. So what we do is we able to put through our family account, we can put money into each child's account, um, whether it's related to any jobs they do or chores that they do, or they might want to put money in for birthdays and that kind of thing. And then the money then can be accessed. As Katie said, you can go to the cash point and take money out, or you can use it as a as a debit card or sort of a prepaid card. Um so it just gives you that idea of being able to use cards in in not just um or money not just in a cash org idea but actually using a card as well. And I think that's quite a good way of actually getting used to getting more au fait with money and, and how it works in, in everyone's sort of day to day life. So my next question is number seven and it's do you work with a mentor and do you know what a mentor is?
1: Um uh, I don't work with a mentor but I do know what it is
2: I don't work with a mentor and I do know what it is
1: um a mentor is um basically like when you get this person who can help you outside of school for school work and it's where maybe you go to them or they come to you and they help you if you're struggling in anything that the teachers can't really help you one-to-one in school. So it just gives you that extra help that you need.
0: Exactly. And a mentor is someone that doesn't necessarily even have to be a school worker. It could be anything that you want to improve. So I would say that your teachers are like a mentor, even though they might do um, they've obviously got your whole class and also things like your gym instructor or any instructor that you've got can be a kind of a mentor as well but certainly a one-on-one mentor, um, someone that can help you with anything you're trying to learn or something you're trying to improve um, is always a very supportive thing for something in order to, to aid your progress in whatever you're trying to do. So, we talked before about projects and doing those sorts of things at school. How often do you lead a team of people, like you might in a project or organising something? How often do you get the opportunity to be the person that's leading something?
1: Um, well, in our school, um, um, our teacher picks some people to go to this thing called Young Leaders. Yeah. And it gives you an, an experience of how to lead a team and... Um, all of that kind of thing that you need to kind of uh, like lead people to do something, and I was one of the people in my class to be picked for that, so I do kind of know what it's like to lead something. And they do kind of teach it us in school, like when we have a debate, they do lead somebody, they do pick somebody to lead how um, to lead everybody to ha- what to say and how to do it.
0: And do you find actually been shown how to be a leader and the sorts of skills you need is that is that a useful thing to be able to do
2: Uh, yeah
0: do you like working on real projects that are relevant to you not just a subject for the sake of a subject so for example things like doing a fundraising thing or something within the community um, or a school concert or maybe a sports event or something which is an event which is happening within your life even if it's part of the school is that something which you enjoy doing
1: yes
0: And give us some examples of something like that that you've experienced, which you've enjoyed being part of.
1: Um, We have sports day in our school. And this year, um, some people do get to... um, Well, everybody um, gets to be part of sports day. So you can do that. And some people also get to help the younger ones in sports day. So that also comes into leading people as well
0: okay so it's sort of joining all those things up so you can actually support people as part of a leaders thing and also and it's and it's those things that you find are really helpful in terms of it just getting out of the classroom or or is that a positive thing to do sort of having a a project or an event which just takes you out of your normal routine of a day-to-day
1: yeah it's kind of like PE, and um, you don't have to be stuffed in your classroom. But you, but if you have a field, you can also go on that, so you can be outside for longer than you normally are on a normal regular day.
0: So when we talked about creating your day and your time, actually not being in your classroom is a positive thing for you. Actually, being able to do PE or do things which get you out of your behind your desks so is something which you enjoy.
1: Yeah. That's why break
0: time and lunch time everybody likes. Yeah, I okay, yes, exactly. Just a complete change of, change of environment for everybody. Now, of the things that you enjoy doing most at school, are they things that happen during school time, sort of from when the bell's gone when you line up to when you leave, or are they things that happen after school, so like clubs and uh, events that happen before school or after school? What's the most thing that you enjoy the most?
1: um um, clubs before school and after school
0: and what sort of things do you do that you enjoy
1: um gymnastics yeah gymnastics um i do trampolining and at school time and and before school i um i do dancing
0: okay and so if you were organizing your school to, to make it the school that you'd like to spend lots of time in to be really fun and enjoying it in a way that you'd really like to. Would you incorporate some of those things as part of your school day? Yes. yes. Rather than just have them as extra clubs on the outside? Yes. Okay, brilliant. So is there anything else about school that you would like to say that you enjoy or things that you would change or anything which you, you would like to share with people that they might actually re- relate to themselves
1: um in our um school day I would change how um they teach us SPAG and RE especially and I think Jodie um kind of feels the same about that because um sometimes um the teachers in SPAG and RE they they do help you and you do learn a lot it's just that they they make you not want to learn because they they don't really include you in a way that you really want to be learning and listening to this. It's kind of just a whole bunch of facts, do this work, get on with it. And we would like, want it to be more fun. So actually we want to um, say... Um, spag and are after lunch so then we actually want lunch to end so we have that subject not just oh wait no we have this after we're gonna have to do a whole bunch of work and it's not fun
0: okay and what is it that makes something fun as opposed you sort of explained that the not fun part is the kind of just learning facts for the sake of learning facts but what is it about learning in a different way that makes it fun
1: um so sometimes in my class miss Um, My teacher, um, Miss Daly, she tells us loads of facts, but she makes it like in a fun way. So sometimes she might um, use a game to help us learn more. So say in math, um, when we're doing times tables, we might all sit sit in the circle. She might have a rugby ball, and she throws it at different people and says a number, and then we have to think of it, and it just just that makes it more fun to want to learn because you're actually um, playing games, but you're learning at the same time and you take more stuff in.
0: So you're engaged with what what you're doing now, even though you're still learning important things which will help you in the future as well. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, thank you very much for chatting. It's been really interesting hearing about your thoughts and your ideas and your experiences of school. And um, yeah, I'll look forward to telling you about when you can listen to it on the podcast and you can hear it on itunes or on stitcher and all those things and share it with all your friends and they can all listen to what it is that you've enjoyed sharing with your school in your school experience thank you very much bye bye thanks for listening to the education on fire podcast for more information of each episode and to get in touch go to educationonfire.com